Hey, hey there. there, sit, sit down, down, make yourself, yourself comfortable, comfortable and grab a cup of tea. Welcome to the 26th episode of TST. Thanks for tuning in. Hey everybody, welcome to September's guest episode. Today I am joined by my uncle and aunt, David and Marisol, and I'm super happy to have them. I've thought of a bunch of interesting questions that I can share with them. They're very wise people and I would love to share what they have to say with you guys. For this episode, we are drinking a special recipe that my aunt gave me, which is some cinnamon tea. Hi everyone, um, for this tea you need a cinnamon powder and hot water. You only need to take a um, half a teaspoon of cinnamon tea and the hot water and mix it in. If you want to put some sugar, you can do it. If you want to see the mugs we're using and how our setup is looking, then be sure to head over to the TST podcast Instagram because I posted a picture with my guests and you can see the fireplace and how we're recording this. I would love to start off this interview by asking you guys a little bit about your life, how you've grown up, evolved over the years. So I would love to hear, first of all, how do you guys think your childhood was, any memories you have, or how your upbringing made you the people you are today? Okay, um, my childhood was uh, very uh, close to my family, with my father, my mother, my two brothers. We always been together every weekend with my grandmother my grand-grandmother, and I'm a Navy officer daughter, so my life is always with the same Navy family. I, I went to a Navy school, so always the same classmate. was uh, very funny because we all lived together in the same neighborhood, and you see them in the school and then in your neighborhood. So it was a very happy Childhood. Hello, everybody. Uh, regarding my childhood, I think, despite the fact uh, Marisol and I live in different countries, different cultures, uh, my childhood was very similar. We spent a lot of time together as a family with my brother and my sister. Um, I have a very happy childhood. I play around uh, all the time. I have a very strong and disciplined education bringing by for my mom. So. In in general, I my memories and my 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 thoughts about my childhood is always happy and a lot of fun. That's really important. I think it's so eye-opening to know what childhood was like because a lot of who we are depends on who we were and our context when we were little. So I think it's really important to get to know that situation to understand how people are today. Now, growing up a bit, I would love to hear about when you guys met. What was going on in your life at that time? How did it feel for you? And kind of get both of your perspectives on that situation, starting with Marisol. When I met David, I was at the school, the last year of school. In Chile, you said cuarto medio. So I was in a life moment, very differ different as David. I was like uh, living life. We were very different at that moment, but uh, I looked a bit like a, a person that was b was very alone <laughs> in that moment of the life because he wasn't in in his country. And my family like adopted David <laughs> in that month that David was in Chile. Uh, we can't see it together every day because he was at the Navy Academy. 
So we only saw on、um, weekends, maybe one Wednesday. When we met, I say David that I don't want a relation like a friend with benefit. No, <laughs> it was serious. We are a girlfriend, girlfriend or boyfriend or nothing. And he said to me that he's going to leave in six months. And I say, don't care about it. We we, we looked at when the moments happen. So we spent six months together, and then he go to Colombia, back. And in in that month, we live the life like a girlfriend and boyfriend, and we don't、uh, thinking in the future like、uh, coming now now now. Just living the moment. And having fun, go out, and the most of the time we spend with my family, the weekends with my fathers, with my grandfathers, and my my brothers. And the advice for the young people is take serious your relationship, but live the moment too. Don't think that you're going to go to get married tomorrow or no. Leave them, leave the moment. They live in the,、uh, the on, on the other person. Yeah, I think that's really beautiful because what you mentioned about him only having six months left there, I think that's really important because other people in that situation would have just given up and been like, oh, if this can't go for the long run, then we may as well not try it at all. But it's really beautiful to see how you guys. Even still, took that as an opportunity and enjoyed the time you had together, and just focused on that moment, and didn't let what was coming in the future kind of stop you guys from doing anything at that at that time. Okay, when when I met Marisol, I think it's it's, it's fair to to explain that I I joined the navy in 1996, and I the Colombian navy sent me to Chile to finish my naval academy there. That's the reason I was. In that country, I was in my last year of the Naval Academy when I met Marisol, and I feel a strong physical attraction with her. And then, when I start know her and their family, and we start spend time together with their family, and I I saw that it, she she has a lot of values and principles. But it's it's true when she said that we live that time because. We know that I I need leave to my country、uh, in a short time. So so yeah, we live the moment and we always try to be very sincerely each other. So I think that's the the, the thing that most attract attract me for her. Okay, well that's really sweet to listen to, and I'm glad that things started the way they did, and you guys were so dedicated to. Get things and push them forward. So now transitioning into your adult life, where you are today, I want to know a bit what your life looks like right now. Anything that has changed, and just the big landmarks that you've gone through. I went to the university, Pontificia Universidad Católica del Paraíso, and I, I study for being a preschool teacher. That was a very long time time ago, <laughs> and now my career it's a. Plus for this uh, COVID uh, situation, because I teach my daughters at home, <laughs> and、uh, a lot of mother they doesn't know how to do a homework or if they only painted with the fingers,、uh, what they can、uh, the benefits of that or and I know that is very important only if they are painting with a finger, so it's a plus now, 
And when I have time, not always, I do some yoga, stretching. Uh, I love uh, to do practice hand, uh, handstand. And right now uh, with a lesson, but that is my hobby in this moment. Practice yoga when I when I can. I think that's really amazing. Who would have thought that when you were studying, it would come in so useful in a pandemic and that you would be teaching your daughters? I think that was a really nice coincidence. And the stretching and yoga thing, I think that's so cool. You've told us that you were a cheerleader in high school. So I, I've always thought that was so amazing. And yoga has so many benefits and stretching. So I'm really glad that you can carve out the time for that. Okay, regarding my studies, I have a bachelor degree in management and a master's degree in uh, maritime transport and shipping logistics. One of my main achievements was being in the Navy for 23 years. Now I am working as assistant director in a, a company that work with avocados. So we're exporting avocados to different markets in the world. My habits, I think, are very linked with my our lifestyle. Uh, very, We try to make a very healthy lifestyle and I practice triathlon since 1994, 1995. So we try to mix as a family the the healthy lifestyle with sports, and we try to teach to our daughters uh, the important to to practice and sport and and have a life a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, that's very accurate. And um, with the avocados, it's super interesting because every once in a while you'll come to our house and bring us a bunch of avocados. So it's really fun for us. And we've always admired you because you're so fit and you're so healthy. So you've been really leading a very good lifestyle. As you guys know, I love getting to know my guests a bit on a deeper level and know all of the bigs and the ins and outs of their lives and what they've stumbled across and what they've learned from that. So I wanted to ask you guys a couple of quick questions so that you can answer them and we can get to know you guys a bit better. First of all, what do you consider your life philosophy to be? If it's a simple motto or something that you've learned to live by. Okay, my life philosophy is like live your life day by day. Oh, okay, take worry about the things that you need to be worried but don't too deep because if you think too much in something, you can maybe get crazy thinking deeply in things. I think that the things that happen to me in life make me think, uh, think in that way. Uh, being uh, separate of my uh, family, my father, my mother, make me live day by day. Things happen in the other side of the country, uh, of the world, and I can manage with that. So... If I want to manage everything, sometimes I try to do uh, with uh, like having everything in order in house and but uh, thinking that like uh, life, I can manage that. So um, I, I think that you need to live day by day. In life, I, I have a moment very difficult. There was when we uh, want to have a family with David. I have two miscarriage and I, I thought that... Uh, it's going to be easy, have babies. <laughs> like, uh, okay, we're going to look for babies uh, right now. I, we think it's the moment. And no, <laughs> yeah, we want something, but destiny wants another thing. Uh, they find me uh, uh, problems with my thyroiditis. So uh, I need to win, uh, wait one year because my radiation. And then when, when the year passed, I need to wait um, a few months more 
for recommendation uh, for my doctor and I get pregnant, I have one miscarriage, wait three months, then I get pregnant again, I have a miscarriage again. So I think uh, you want to manage everything and plan life, but destiny is have another uh, things prepared for you. So we think that we need to wait uh, a, a moment, month, and then we get uh, pregnant with Amaya and in that moment it's when I think uh, I change my, my, my point of view. Now I would like to know what the Ovid's life philosophy and biggest struggles are. Okay my life philosophy is very simple is if you want something you should wake up every day and push harder to, to, to achieve that, to fight and make all the things you need to do to achieve your goals, to keep climbing and get to the top of the mountain of your goals. My biggest struggle, you can say, I have a, I have a, a lot of obstacles when I was in the Navy. One of the point breaks of my career was in 2016 when the Navy didn't want to support my scholarship overseas for my master's degree. And at that point, we need to reinvent ourselves as a family to get there to that country by ourselves without support but we make of that trip our best decision our best choice and now we are collecting the rewards for that struggle great i love to see how those tough times in your lives definitely taught you something and you earned something from it so you've become better people since those things happened and now i want to take a bit more of a positive look and ask you guys what your biggest achievements are and what your big life goal is my biggest achievement is have the family that i have today uh, they are a very close family we trust in each, in each other my daughters are happy and uh, my life goal at this moment is to uh, raise my daughters like um, empowered girls a future woman um, happy and can give all the um, values that they give to me so they can uh, have this base for have their own family like us my biggest achievement achievement uh, clearly is uh, be with Marisol since 2000. I think that pushed me to focus in in our goals to uh, raise a family. We have now Amaya and Nina, and I feel very proud for how our we build this wolf pack, like I, I call it when. We are together, we are together as a family, very close, and we try to teach them that we are a wolf pack, to be together and fight together and try to push for our dreams together. And my life goal is uh, rise my my daughters. I am working now, try to build the best educations. We try to raise them with the strong values and principles and our goal now is is try to raise them and be that they are good person for the society. That's really great to hear. I think that you're both definitely on the same page and you have a very clear vision. So that will definitely ensure that you can achieve all of your hopes. Now that we know David and Marisol a little bit better, I would love to get into their relationship and kind of learn about all the things that they have 
experienced throughout these years. So my first question for you is how have you stuck together even though you've changed so much as you've grown up? As you've mentioned, you've been together for 20 years and I can only imagine the amount of personal evolution you've each undergone. Yeah, definitely we are uh, kids when we met uh, in Chile. Uh, now we are adults. I have 40, Marisol have 36. And we change and able as a person. And I think we 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 try to talk. We are traveling around in our marriage for a lot of places, and we are always uh, only only she and I. We are not close to our relatives, so we try we try to solve our problems every day, and we try to get 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 asleep without fights and with all of our difference uh, discuss and try to make an agreement every day we have a difference we try to discuss we talk we talk we talk we try to talk each other and we our motto is try to never fall asleep uh, angry with with each other yes definitely communication is the key of every relationship if you don't have a good communication it's going to be very difficult to move forward. I think that's very valid even though you can change a lot if you keep an open communication then I think that can solve any problem. Next for my question is what has helped you solve challenges that were thrown to you in your relationship as a team? Stuff that you have both had to work together to solve. Uh, initially when we start uh, our relationship uh, we split for a lot of a long time when I graduate in Chile and come back to Colombia, uh, we will we will see each other one year and a half later. So the commitment, I think, the commitment in the relationship was the key to solve that problem because we we are in different countries for six years. And trust each other. If you don't trust in the other person, uh, I think uh, things uh, they're not going well. Uh, we trust each other because we are in different countries. So uh, we have a um, different relationship. As the, uh, as the, uh, we don't have WhatsApp or any social media like like right now. Uh, so we write letters like the old style. Despite the fact we are not in a connected world like now, we trust in each other. We make a few some calls per week or per month and we only have that trust each other and try to communicate and and have a, a strong commitment in the relationship i think that definitely speaks volumes because you learn to put trust in the other person and also prove to the other person that you're worthy of their trust and you really had to see that actions speak louder than words and believe what the other person was showing you so it's a very brave act and i love that you guys could do it in such a good way my next question for you is how did you adapt to each other's needs in times of weakness? If one of you guys was going through a tough time, how could you be there for each other? Okay, yeah, I think uh, we always been only uh, together, only the two of us. Now we have daughters, of course, but uh, we always need to solve our problems uh, together. We, we don't have a family near, just uh, 
from uh, since January. We live in Medellin with the family near, but always live uh, far from our fathers and brothers, sisters. So uh, always solve our problems together or <laughs> we don't have any place to go. So uh, I think uh, we uh, and how say David, we always uh, communi communicate. We always communicate and don't sleep uh, with a problem with the other. So I think it, that's the key. Yeah, that has definitely been an experience that taught you guys that you could either solve your problems or solve your problems. It was like when my parents and I were m moving across the world, if there was a big fight, nobody could go anywhere. So it forces you to talk things face to face and solve problems once and for all. So I think that even though it's a struggle, it's a point that can strengthen any relationship. Moving on a bit, I wanted to ask you guys how your experience has been raising children together. If you've had any obstacles based on different beliefs or different ways you want to do things how could you make that the best thing possible i think that the the experience to raising children together uh, teach us to be flexible and understand the point of view of, of each one we are we are we have difference for instance in the the food that we or the the healthy food that we want to to put in, in our child in our daughters so but we as, as as we mentioned before we communicate we talk and we try to to balance our point of view to to finally achieve the equilibrium or, or the consensus in 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 our thoughts about raising children in the best way because as a father as a mother you always try to to make your best best effort and you try you need to understand that your couple your your wife or your husband try to make the same for for your child so you try to balance that great great i think you guys have definitely a lot of wisdom to share and you've learned so much over the years so to close off this section i would love to know if you had one piece of advice for today's youth when stepping into relationships this generation is known for wanting everything now not being patient and often not sitting through relationships when struggles come so what do you guys think this generation would benefit from hearing I think the main advice for young uh, generations uh, about relationships is simple commitment. Uh, I saw a lack of commitment in in young people when they start relationships because they want uh, to impose their point of views or they want to everything happen fast or quickly or right now and. I think the, the, the best way to close that advice is commitment. If you want a relationship, you should have a strong commitment. Uh, if not, move away. But, but if you are worried about that person that you want to be close, you, have, you, you need to have commitment in the relationship. And love, of course. So moving on a bit, I would love to dive into the relationship that you guys have with me. You're my uncle and aunt, and I feel like the relationship has been really unique. So I want to talk a bit about that. 
Firstly, I wanted to ask you guys how you have been able to create bonds with younger people. I have felt a lot of the time with older family members that sometimes there's just so much disparity in the age that it seems that you have nothing in common and starting conversation is really hard. So how have you guys managed to tear down that barrier and be able to talk with anybody regardless of their age? Okay, I think it's uh, like first asking how is life going if you're uh, at school. How is school going, friends, and ask for uh, hobbies or things that they are doing, and trying to be interested about the things that your nephew uh, think it's uh, important in life. Like I say, like school or friends going in that moment. Yeah, I think that's excellent. Just showing that interest really makes you feel comfortable when you're talking to these people and like they actually care and it can open up so many new conversations. So I think that's excellent advice. Next, I want to know how you let family know that you're there and provide support in difficult situations. If there's somebody going through a rough patch, how can you simply be there for them and help them? I think the the way we provide support or try to let my family know that we are there always is uh, telling, communicate that. When we have problems in the past, we always try to we talk. And as we are very far away in, in some parts of our life, we always try to talk and, and communicate and say that we are there if they need something or they need support. Uh. Yes, that's true. And maybe uh, send a message, a letter, or just a, a call can help to say that I'm there. Of course, it's the little stuff like that that you guys have always given us that I think is really important to just prove that you care and you want to help in whichever way possible, whether it be a small gift or a little message. I think that really makes people feel at ease. So since we mentioned a bit before, there were times where you were really far away from us in different cities of the country or even across the world, like when you were in Sweden. So how can you maintain a close relationship even if you're so, so far away geographically? Uh, definitely social medias like WhatsApp help a lot. I always send photos, a lot of photos for everyone. Uh, the kids, they are growing so fast. Amaya and Nina... It changes every day. So uh, I think the distance you can make closer with uh, photos, a message, audio. Nina and Amaya send audios to everyone. They discovered them. So <laughs> is it the new way to say hello to everyone at distance? Yeah, I agree with that. The, the use of social media improve the, how we stay close, stay, stay, stay close to each other regarding the distance so yeah the we try to share any achievement of our daughters with my my sisters my brother and my parents to let them they are growing together despite the distance yeah i definitely have witnessed that i love receiving the hilarious voice messages from amaya and nina and seeing videos of them dancing it's really awesome that we have technology to document all of those things and share them with anybody we want so another thing that i want to cover is how can you celebrate your family's wins how can you congratulate them and make them feel loved and appreciated and reward them when they do something good in a way that really can get to them okay i, I love details i think details are everything 
and keeps uh, relations uh, more strong. So I now thanks COVID, everything has a uh, delivery. So uh, I send a uh, little gift. So uh, I think uh, not always a, a letter or congratulations by WhatsApp can make a, like a celebration, but a, a little detail can make you more happy. Yes, I have definitely loved that. For instance, when my sister finished the school year, you guys kindly sent over a box of donuts and I love little things like that. It has been something that I can really learn from to be able to send something for somebody out of my own money on a special occasion because that really makes a person feel loved and appreciated and it is more than just texting them congratulations. It really shows that you're thinking about them. So I have loved learning that from you guys. I think a really interesting experience you guys have lived was when you went to Sweden so that David could do his master's and that was an incredible experience. We were lucky enough to be able to travel and visit you guys there and it was such an amazing place. I love Sweden. I hope that I can return in the future and I'm thankful for you guys to have opened up that opportunity for us. So I think that it would be really interesting to discuss a couple of things from when you lived there. So first of all, I would love to know how did you adapt? It's a very big culture shock it's a very different climate just different customs habits from that different place in the world which is very opposite to latin america so how did you adapt to that especially taking into consideration that you didn't know many people there okay uh, sweden definitely was uh, one of our best decisions in our lives as a family taking in account the things i mentioned before about this navy support we go by ourselves with without that support that we need obviously economically but yeah the take that uh, challenge to be there alone as a family uh, is our best achievement so we adapt very easily because we are traveling due to my job in the navy we travel inside the country for Uh, many times and we traveled to overseas a, a, a couple of times too so being in Sweden yeah we have a adaptation period regarding the culture uh, we don't have any trouble about the language because we are speaking we speak in English so we don't have any problem about that it's great to know that that transition was so smooth and I'm really glad that you guys had a bit of experience under your belt so that it wasn't so shocking to arrive in this different place so to highlight a bit of that experience what would you guys say were the best and worst things about being away okay I think the worst worst is not so worst it's only the different culture the people is it's very different from a uh, Uh, from this side of the the world so people is more like uh, distant we have neighbors and i think we say hello once N no one cares about the other one i think that was the worst but of course we have the uh, best things like a uh, traveling train i don't know if david have a uh, another things to to say food Food is different. An experience. I, I think, ah, the playground for the, the girls, my daughters, they have a lot of fun in the playgrounds that, we, of course, we doesn't have here in Colombia. And they remember till today. They say they want to go back. And as adults, we enjoy it too. They have a very good uh, restaurants and coffees. So uh, we spend uh, our weekends in playgrounds and i think that was the the best 
That's awesome. So many memories came to my mind as you talked about that. For instance, the culture of the people uh, here in Latin America, we're very known for being super friendly and super open and talking to anybody we stumble upon. And I think that's definitely something that people miss in other parts of the world. And the whole train thing was absolutely amazing. You could go to so many different parts through train and that was a really nice experience, which we don't exactly have the same thing here. Also, the cafes, I absolutely loved them. It was so awesome and they had a bunch of delicious pastries. So there are a lot of good things from that culture, which I think you guys definitely were able to enjoy, which is super nice. So as we've covered, there were many more pros and cons to being there. So how was it for you guys when you came back? Did you miss it a lot? How did you feel? How did you cope with that as well? Okay, the experience in Sweden, uh, as I mentioned, was awesome. We have a lot of positive things there. And when we come back, obviously we we feel sad because it's a nice country to live. Our daughters start le learning other language. So yeah, we, we feel sad at the beginning. But we have one goal in our mind when we when we went there to to get the master degree. And that was the, the, the first step to retire from the Navy. So my goal then was Okay, we finished this task in our lives. Now we need face the chief staff course in the Navy to get the, my retirement, my pension. So I'm very excited when I come back to Bogota because I I need focus in my new goal and spend the 2018 and finish my my career in the Navy. And for the girls, was a, a little bit difficult because they compare everything, and they say in Sweden we have this, here we haven't. Uh, I think the adults, they we do the same. It's not good, of course. Uh, we can't compare uh, years of civilization with South America. Um, I, I think that's the the, the most difficult part. Uh, don't compare the, the countries. And, of course, we want to come back again uh, and live there because Malmo, Malmö, how they say there uh, it's like it's a it's a city but you live like you're living in a, a a country town you have everything you have in a city but the lifestyle is like you're living in a country uh, town the answer definitely shed a lot of light because i expected comparison from adults but i wasn't aware that children at such a young age could be aware of that drastic difference so I mean, it definitely was a bit of a shock and I can imagine it was rough, but I think you guys assumed it in the best way possible and moved on to your next task, of course, without disregarding the emotions you were feeling. So I think that was definitely a helpful answer. This episode is coming to a close and I always like to ask my guests for some recommendations. So I would love to know if there are any podcasts you like or playlists on Spotify that you would recommend to my listeners. Okay, my recommendation is a tech talk about... Uh do a skill a school skills creativity is by Sir Ken Robinson, and another character that I follow and try to listen a lot in TED Talk is Simon Sinek. So yeah, that's my recommendation. And my Spotify list that I always listen with my daughters. Uh, for my daughters is Kali's Mashup, and for. Uh, all together, when we are having a lunch, we put a soft pop hits 2020. I have a couple of songs that I, I want to recommend. It's Painted Black and Highway to the Hill. <laughs>
Well, there you have it. Some really nice, diverse recommendations. You have some music to listen to and also some good TED Talks to listen to. So I hope you check them out. All right, I want to give a very warm thanks to David and Marisol for coming on this week. It was a pleasure to have them and to hear all of their wisdom, for them to be so open about their experiences and their knowledge. I hope that you guys learned a lot from this episode because I definitely did. If you want to contact Sol, then you can get her at her Instagram and her email, which will be linked in the show notes. Thanks, Thea, for this interview. You are the best. You are so brilliant. Uh, we are very proud of you and keep doing these things and we are going to uh, listen to our interview. Yeah, Thea, thanks a lot for having us in your show. It's, it's, we are pretty proud of you and, and we love you. We wish you the best uh, on your Thea's Tea program. Thank you so much, guys. Love you. Bye. Well, that's about it for this episode. I would like to clarify that I am not a specialist. Everything I share is based off of my experience and what I've learned. Don't forget to follow the podcast Instagram at Theasti Podcast. I'm very active on there. It's a visually aesthetic platform built with interactive spaces for us. Please tag me on your stories and send me pics listening with your tea. Also, please rate, review, follow, and subscribe. <laughs> Whatever your platform lets you do, it would help me out a lot because reviews are the only way I can start growing, getting recommended to new people, and being included in rankings. Plus, I read reviews here, so if you want to be featured, be my guest. Go ahead and spread this episode with any friends or family you think will like it. I would love it for you to share your thoughts on this podcast. You can send me a voice message directly through Anchor or through my email, theastypodcast at gmail.com. You can reach out for business inquiries and set up sponsorships through there as well. Make sure to check out the show notes. There's a bunch of fun stuff listed down there alongside with links to everything I mentioned here today. Remember, you can join me every Thursday for a new episode, including the last one of every month with a guest and an additional bonus Q&A every month. Thanks for tuning in. Have a beautiful week. Mm -hmm.